Hi guys, before we start the episode, we just want to warn you. Viewer discretion advised. It gets very vile. This episode is very, very vile. It's very disgusting. It's raunchy. And filthy. And you might vomit. So put on your your safe boots and... (laughs) Your safety goggles. And here we go. I hope your commute's doing well. If you're on the train, I hope it's nice. <laughs> I hope you're relaxed. I hope you got a good night's sleep. Welcome to Goobody for Welcome to for <laughs> My name What's is name? Emily. <laughs> Mine's Donis. Okay. <laughs> and we've got P on sound. Donis. Donis is a word. You sent me that the other night. I was that just was so, so funny. It was like two in the morning and I was like, I know. We all laughed at Sophia because Donis wasn't a word and I was reading my book, The Institution, and it's Adonis. And it's also, I think it's pronounced Adonis. No, it's Adonis. It's definitely Adonis. No, There's I think one that N. was in the back of my mind and I couldn't, rem- I couldn't remember why. And it was when I was in school in Greek mythology, <laughs> they said Adonis. And I was like, wow, I love that word, but I couldn't remember where it came from. Are you from. sure? Because I was reading it and like in the moment I like wanted to feed the excitement. So I was like, that's so funny. And then There's I was such- like, it's Adonis. No, I think it's Adonis. I well, think it's a, well, how are we going to find out? I don't know. We're <laughs> not going to look it up, though, because for the sake of my yeah. name for today's episode, yeah, you're it's got to work. Um, her name is Sophia, if you're a new time listener. Hi. And I'm Emily. And I have nails. Oh, no. I'm really surprised. If you I didn't know. listen to the previous episodes, <laughs> Emily has a really bad problem where she bites all her nails. She just chews them off like a little rat. And I no, I don't. She has nuts I, for fingers. I <laughs> and whichever celebrity nail tech that you went to to put those nails on, I want her number because because she fixed a real. She turned garbage into glory. It was actually the <laughs> the first thing I noticed when you walked in the car. I was like, I Emily has fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I okay. I'd like to clarify. I don't bite my nails. I pick my nails. Ooh. That's like. No one else really does that. Every time I talk to someone and we like unite on our ugly nails, they're like, I'm such a biter. They're like, I found this new product that makes them taste bad. I'm like, that won't help me. It won't even help you. I pick my nails. You know, there's people who actually like eat their nails. And there was one guy, because I watch all this stupid shit. There was one guy who swallowed all his nails and he had to go to the hospital to get, he had just like nails in his stomach. It's like, are they like not digestible? You can't digest a nail. I've definitely swallowed a few nails. nails. You can't. It's going to hurt. I think it'll get, it's just like corn. (laughs) No, it's worse than corn. It just doesn't even go through you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, even if you put it in like peanut butter or something, like a dog pill. You want to just like swallow the, your nails in a pill? <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about that <laughs> Me anymore. Me neither. That's gross. Um, the backstory behind why I have nails. So I have been, I'm in this web series for this NYU class. These seniors are in this class where they get to make a show and I'm the lead in the web series. Congratulations. And thank you so much. So this past weekend we shot the first episode of it. And like, I'm very aware of my nails. I'm so embarrassed by them. Like, don't you just think, don't, do not think I am out here like not giving a shit. I'm humiliated by my ugly nails. And every piano lesson, I'm super embarrassed. And you would think it would make me stop, but I can't. But when she's like telling me to play shit and like, she's looking at my dirty fingers, I'm so embarrassed. So let it be known that I'm not proud of these nails. So I'm on this set and I'm like already embarrassed because I'm now realizing like, oh my God, my hands are going to be on camera. Like, my character wouldn't have these ugly nails. Like, ew, it's yeah. gross. I'm like an actress and I've got ugly nails. Yeah, you don't want to have that. And my dad always says that to me. He's like, if you want to perform, you cannot have ugly hands. Anyway, so I'm on the set and I'm like already trying to hide them like in every shot and like just like around town. I'm trying to like hide these hands. And then- And like, that's so sad. I know. It's like you're you think- so insecure about it. And I like really roasted you about it like a few times ago. I'm super insecure about it. Not as much as I'm leading- like. I'm just trying to let you know you're that like it's not like hiding them. Well, yeah, when when I feel like they, I I sometimes see people notice them, and I'm very it's 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 a really ugly. I'm habit. nervous about my chin and my beard. Right, so you get it. I, I I really get it because whenever someone's looking at me, I'm like they're looking. They're at looking my at beard, me. Yeah, and I try and back away, and then the conjecture because now I get electrolysis, so I just have like little pimples everywhere, and then a few little strangler hairs. And and I always then, think people are looking at it. No one's like, but no one's nobody's looking at it. I think people are looking at my nails. And clocking them. Well, yours are bad. Yeah. yeah. So so then I shoot this thing. And then a couple days ago, I got the script for the next one. 
And in the scene, in the like opening scene, the guy hands me, he says, peel these almonds. And then they were like, because I'm like an intern. And then he's like, um, well, so-and-so has short nails and so-and-so has sausage fingers. So you use your long, beautiful lady nails to peel these almonds. Wow. So it's like written into the script that I have beautiful nails. Yeah. And have to <laughs> Why would they choose almonds? you for the part? I know. Well, I didn't know that. And I, I literally, as soon as I read that script at work, I like left work, like darted out of work, went to the nearest nail salon. And I was like, I need a full set right now. See, I know. <laughs> I know. I know exactly Wait, what's going to happen. Now, when these start to peel, it's going to be even, it's going to be like thick nail polish and you love to peel that. Well, no, but these are my, this is a tip. It's too, I mean, when there's a will, there's a way and I will always find a way. I like to peel gel nails. I love, but this isn't even, this is like a tip. You know what I I know with tips, what I do, because I I rip the nail off. I love to get the dental floss. I put it or a, like even like and go under and I it. just go right under and it and lift it and off. And I lift it off and that is so and then your fingernails are so cold and, and you're then like they sting and they hurt. <laughs> but I love it so much. He's it's so like, confused. Do you ever like bite your or do, you know what I love to do? Do you ever put your finger in your gum and then you just get like you really start digging in there? <laughs> or like with floss and you really start to do it and you're like oh no i'm going overboard that and reminds me nothing. i had like the weirdest morning because i wo- i wore my retainer i have like a snaggle tooth now because i, I have a-, a dream the other night <laughs> that i put my retainer back on because i was going camping and for some reason that just dreams it. are insecurity well uh, maybe it's, yeah it's insecurity and that okay. makes sense for where you are right now with your hands and your nails <laughs> 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 and your new part that you got um but wait, what was I saying? you had a weird morning oh so I woke up and I, I like knew that I had to because I've been looking at all these pictures. You just edited that video of me. And the first thing I see now is like the, my snaggle teeth. And I'm like, I haven't been wearing my retainer. So snaggle I snaggle teeth. I had the, these two little snap. You know what I mean? No, I think you have perfect teeth. Um, I, my two bottom teeth, those are usually the first ones that shift. And I feel like that could be the cause of my headaches. Like, no, yeah, teeth, no. headaches, yes. I'm at my teeth. Whatever. So I put on my retainer and then I woke up this morning. I have a picture of it and my teeth were bleeding in my retainer. So that's how I got the fucking start to my morning. And now I'm like, I don't know if I have to just deal with this because if I just wear my retainer like every single night, I'm going to have bleeding teeth. And they say, well, not forever. Yeah, not forever, but I have to like walk around like that and like, like with my retainer in and a bleeding mouth, like I have to wear it. If I want them to move, I need to wear it all day, every day. Well, here's the with thing. Bleeding, bleeding mouth. But here's the thing about that. Cause my theory, cause I used to think like, should I put my, I, now my retainer would not fit. I haven't worn a retainer since the, like as soon as John and I started dating five years ago, I stopped wearing Your it. Your teeth are so straight. Well, well, look, it's the bottom teeth. It's always they the bottom. always shift first. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. But I also made them take off my braces early so I could have picture day. Are nice. you kidding? Yeah, and so my bottom teeth were never perfectly straight. Well, I'm, I was like, take them off now. I'm very good enough. scared of what could happen because I had really bad teeth. I had like a huge gap, little woodchucks, and then I had the two vampire <laughs> teeth on the top. Some were crossed, some were grown. Oh my I God, had, you did. I had shark mouth. Hoo-ha. <laughs> it was so bad. And I could just feel my teeth shifting now, and I'm so scared. And I'm like, this can't be happening to me. <laughs> you can't just move on from hoo <laughs> Come on, Evan. It's not that funny. You got me like, on it's, that. Like an, it's like an easy Finding Nemo joke. <laughs> like, you can't think it's that funny. I had shark mouth. <laughs> She's going to do it again. This is no, just like me, corn. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> you uh-huh. like psychedelic pumpkins by your TV. <laughs> the stems look like a psychedelic mushroom. Yeah, they do. I have pumpkins on my TV. Um, my theory about retainers is that I, I've always gone. <laughs> oh, you're crying. I've always gone like I. if you put your retainer back in and then move your teeth back, it's not worth it because 
they're going to now be just as like loosey goosey and susceptible to movement again. Like oh. now they're kind of like locked where they you are. You made that bless up. You. Bless you, Pete. Um, you made that up though, didn't you? No, I talked to my dad about it. Because that's what I always think. I'm like, now they're going to be. Hello. What? I talked to my dad about it. Oh, oh your dad. Did you hear me say that? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know that. Once <laughs> yeah. I get caught in my thoughts, I just stopped listening. Well, you didn't react. My dad's a dentist and he told me that that's, what, that's true. I hate that you know that I can't listen. Because well, I know when you're not. When we were in the car, I tried to like text for a second. I was trying to text <laughs> you, Pete, just to say like we're yeah still on for seven thirty. Yeah, and then Emily's like, I can't. She was telling like this long story, and she was like, I'll stop. And I was like, What? I'm well, just no, I didn't here. say. I didn't say. Like, you're yeah. like, I know I was, you can't do both. I know you can't listen. And, I was like, I'm just gonna wait. I'm not meaning to sound like it, but I'm just gonna wait because I know you can't focus, <laughs> and like I need you to hear every part of this. That sucks. Um, but anyway, so um, stop wearing my retainer. I mean, is, do, do, do your teeth bother you that much? Well, these these do. Maybe I, I just forgot won't wear you the top. really used to have quite the mouth of teeth, <laughs> and now you have such perfect teeth that I forgot. People forget, but I was really, and I'll <laughs> never forget because this little jackass. I can't say his name, but in middle school, my BL. Friend, yes, yeah. My friend gave my school picture to a guy, and we were AIM chatting, and. When he got, like, we were chatting, chatting, he finally got my school picture. He's like, your mouth is disgusting. You look like a witch. And I, like, was so heartbroken. Oh, my God. I, was so, I feel like my insecurity from middle school is probably, and I got acne before everyone. I really, really did not look. Sixth grade was the worst year of my life. Like, Oh, that was, like, when we started pimples, becoming friends. Shark fucking mouth. And then when I got braces, and then I decided to do this thing where I got side bangs, but they I took hair from the back of my head, <laughs> and I cut it. I think I cut it myself, and I had this stacked side bang, because I wanted to look like Haley Williams. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You think your insecurities from middle school? It's probably from BL. But you think, oh, I thought you were saying that they like still live with you? Uh, no, not so oh. much anymore, but like that tooth thing that's like my ptsd well no i was gonna say i feel like that there there's such validity in saying like certain things that happened in middle school it's valid to still be afraid of them happening well in yeah life. it gives you ptsd yeah like i can't stop i'll never forget that because i was so upset yeah i was so sad yeah i always i feel like i have an insecurity that like everybody secretly doesn't like me oh i think most people have that insecurity i get but in a way where it's like like I, I think I'm really scarred from when you all took me in a room and like sat me down and were like, no, we don't like you anymore. I, I'm really sorry I did that to you. No, but like it's it made not, you. I think it made you stronger though. It definitely made me stronger. It definitely made me funnier because yeah. I had to laugh at myself. But I will say that nobody's ever. I don't think anybody's ever said that to me. I was always the one to be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I got told that a lot. Everyone wanted. To be my friend. Everyone wanted to be your friend. Everyone, Everyone wanted to be your friend, be invited to your parties, be at your house. Oh my God. I was a, such a party whore. You, you. I had a characterist at like my fifth grade you had birthday a party. Psychic. A psychic. Oh, wait. You had the most extravagant I parties. I that psychic's right. She actually told me that I was, I'm not even kidding, that I was going to die in a car accident. I'm not kidding. I was going to die in a car accident, but I was going to marry someone whose name started with an R. And right away I was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, but like, how? Because well, that was like the only R you knew. How fucked up is that though? That a psychic would tell you that. That is, they're not supposed to tell you how you're gonna die. She she said something about she yeah, she said that I might get hit by a car. I'll never forget it. Well, careful driving. I because well, you're so reckless. Oh yeah, I did just actually hit a car this Re past week. No, where? Yeah, I was at Turning Point, the breakfast spot, and with who? I, with Nikki. I hung out with Nikki for the first time in a while, uh -huh. and we had a great time, and everything was good. I'm backing out, and I hit this fucking car. I just like backed into it. It wasn't even. It was like so far away from me, and the alarm, like a police siren, starts going off because the car has like an alarm system, but there were no license plates on it. So you know how Turning Point what? is. It, they have their own parking yeah. lot, and there's also a Banana Republic. Mm -hmm. Everyone from Banana Republic comes out, and they're looking because these sirens start going off, and I'm like, oh shit! Did you hit the car? I hit it. I backed right into it, right into the front, <laughs> and then I walk around, and then and I I genuinely just don't look. I just don't look. You should look. I don't. You have, check, you have a camera in your car. I don't check out when I'm driving. I just don't look. And but I you hope also, for the best when I'm driving. You also have a camera in your car. 
I know it's really fucked up, but there were there was no damage to the car. Yeah. So then I go into Banana Republic. I'm like, I hit a red sedan. Is it anybody? No. And they were like, No, not here. We just checked. So then I go into Turning Point, and I was like, Hi. And I told like the front, like I had just left, paid yeah. my bill and everything, so they knew who I was. And I lied, and I was like, My friend hit a car in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Can you like I like Do you guys have cameras or anything? Like, do you have a loudspeaker? Like, it's a red sedan. There's a no license plate, but the sirens are going off. They're like, This is kind of a big deal. And then they start looking at their cameras. And then he's like, can you just fuck with my friend real quick? And I was like, your friend? He was like, yeah, someone just fucked up her car in the parking lot the other day. And I want to say that she got hit again. So I had In the middle of when this is happening? And I was like, I just hit a car. Yeah. Can you help me out? And then I did, of course, because he chose the right person to like fuck with somebody else. (laughs) He chose me. And I was like. In the middle of your crisis. And And she comes over. He was like, hey, she like hit a car and it's yours. And I was like, I hit your car. And she's like, no. No. Oh. And then I was like, yeah, I hit your car. And then she was like, oh my God, thank you. Because now someone, you're nice enough to come up to me. Someone just backed into my car the other day and they trashed my car and now you'll have to pay for it. I was like, I'm so sorry I didn't hit your car. And then she came outside. She's like, she was the manager and she wasn't going to tell anyone that it happened. She's like, there's no damage, just leave. So I got away with it again. But I need someone oh to fucking hurt my car and like break it so that I... Like, I need someone to give me, like, I don't know. I don't know why I just don't look. Why don't you look? You have a I just, you have I haven't a gotten bad karma for it yet. Where's the karma for this? Don't I've asked for I've it. Been, I, I'm, like, I'm, like, hitting everybody's car. Like, back into me for once. Maybe I'll learn. No, I don't think you will learn. Because I don't, you, if you, you're hitting someone else's car, your car is still getting hit, too. I almost too. hit someone on the way here, I have to be completely honest. How? I was just looking at my phone real quick, just mm. to see, like, just to change. Well, I, I went through an intersection, my, remember? Well, you really don't look when you're driving, but you're just better than I am. You're, I just have really good driving instincts, but on our way here, I ran a red. On yeah. the West Side Highway, I ran a red, and the police was like, stop! And I was like, oh, but you know what? I'm in the middle of an intersection. I... Went off Prozac, and for some reason, I think that has something to do with it. Um, my sister, when she went on Prozac, because all these car accidents started happening when I went on Prozac. But it you kinda, just went off, and you're still hitting cars. No, I didn't hit. I was. I just went off it today. Oh, but my sister went on it, and she was in the therapy parking lot. And we always do our sessions now, like one after the other. So I see her like on the way out, and she hit a car maybe a week after she went on Prozac. And she was like, maybe this is a Prozac thing. Weird. It makes you really hyper because it's an SSRI. Oh, so then you can't focus. Maybe. Maybe it boosts me into some kind of mania. Yeah. But the drug pooped out. It wasn't working anymore. So I just the went off. The drug pooped out? <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> the drug pooped out. It doesn't work anymore. Well, you got used to it? I just got used to it. I was on it for like eight months. Yeah, so get time to go off It's of time it. to go off. I'm ready to just be like completely sober, not, you know, not I, anything. I agree. I feel like I, last year at this time, I went like right after Halloween last year, the day after Halloween, I realized that I needed to make a change. And I'm not, I don't think, we were just kind of talking about this, weren't we? Of like, are we like, do we drink too much? Or like, you know. Well, I know that I was and it wasn't good for my mental health. Yeah, and I think I'm, I think I need to kind of like dial things back a bit. And it was last year at this time, the day after Halloween, I went sober and I was like, I'm going sober until Thanksgiving. I did that. And then a week later I went on keto. And I remember at Thanksgiving, I've never looked and felt better in my life than last Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. that's the And it's always this time of year. Isn't it funny how it's such a pattern? It just keeps happening like, like that. Every year. It yeah. Really it's like October. I'm always so like darkly dangerous well, with my I, I like, like intoxication level yeah, or whatever after, it is after Gufanti last time we got so much food and i had eaten so fucking much oh, yeah. and i felt i literally rolled out of here like i yeah. was so heavy and fat and disgusting. i couldn't even finish the food i gained so much weight so now like i'm wearing like the the highest waisted jeans that I have, they're literally like on my tits. To like, they're so, you they're in? So, like each pound that I gain, like my, my jeans get higher. My jeans just keep getting you higher. Have to. So that's when I know I need to start, stop drinking. Like I need to diet. And I, that's what I've been doing this week. Yeah. I've just been, I might like, do that. So healthy. I should really take a break. Worked out every day this week. Oh, that's great. I haven't worked out in a while. Oh, you would love to go on a good run. That'll actually really help me. I think you should. It, I mean, it's crazy. Maybe what it does morning, for your brain. For your brain. That's really, really the key is yeah. your brain. Just your brain. Just your brain. I was also going to say last week after Gufanti, Sophia and I 
Pete, we ordered like a shit ton, like eighty dollars of like it was really diner disgusting food. Disgusting what we did. And then we were like, what should we watch? I I turned on Big Mouth and she hated it. And I was like, I get it. Like I'm I just get not it. a cartoons person. I'm not either. For but I like Big Mouth. But anyway, I get it. I think now the show has become like super preachy and like very agenda driven and less yeah. funny and whatever. But anyway, you didn't even see the, I feel like season one was the best, but anyway, I never I, um, like them though. Like I like family guy, but not even that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like already over big. I like so Sailor Moon a lot like though as a kid. Sailor Moon. I'm, I'm like, not even going to ask you what that I'm is. Like Yu-Gi-Oh. Go on. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> so we got all this food and then we were like, what should we watch? And I was like, well, I hear that like Shit's Creek is good. I love Shit's Creek. So we started watching Shit's Creek and now I'm just about to start season three. I love and we she, started it a week ago. I love ago. what she's she sitting. Hear what I just said. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she's sitting. And she's oh, yeah. like, I'm bored. No, she was like, oh my God, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you feel like that? Oh, like, no. Oh my God. Do you watch Hitch Creek, Catherine O'Hara? But you know Catherine O'Hara. The Home, Home Alone, Alone Mom. Which I've never see, seen. See, I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I haven't either. And I didn't know. Like, I just knew her as the Home Alone mom. I've, I've, I'm almost on season three. That's what I said before. That's how much I've watched it in the past week. Oh my week. gosh! I'm, I can't stop watching it because it's so funny. Wow. Um, and I, I watched one episode since. Oh, I've like, like binge. I'm working it, on Mindhunter still, though. I know that's that's your show right I now. I love it so much. But Catherine O'Hara, when I saw her in it, I was like, oh, that's the Home Alone mom. And then I was, I made John watch it, and he started watching it. We both started because also his uncle's in it. Oh my is, gosh, he's so funny. Yeah. So then, so that like, I guess he. Did you ask him if that's his real stomach? Oh, it's definitely not his real stomach. It's not his real stomach. What if it is? If it is, I feel bad. <laughs> it could be. I don't think it is. I've seen him. I've met the guy in person. And he didn't have it's that stomach. It's not his stomach. Anyway, um, so John and I started watching it, and then he was like, "Well, yeah, Catherine O'Hara is like the staple of like he was like the inspiration for like Kristen Wiig and like and starts telling me like how she's been like a fucking hero for women in comedy, and I'm like." You were, all she is to me is Kevin! <laughs> like, that's all she's ever been to me. I didn't know who she was before watching it. You've never seen Home Alone? No, I've never seen Home Alone. Uh, oh, right. We talked about this. That's yeah. weird. I haven't You've seen, seen it. Home Alone, Pete. Okay. There's a lot of good movies that I need to see. Me too. I've, I've I mean, seen. me too. But anyway, she is so fucking funny in the series. I, I cannot get over sometimes the thing she does. She started in the other episode. She starts like saying like when she's being fake, she's like, no, tis I. Who thinks, like, and just starts doing this accent for no reason. And she wears wigs. She wears wigs. It's like so absurd. And they don't even explain the they wigs. They don't explain the wigs. Wait, the act, when she was teaching the kids how to act. Yeah. Oh, and then she was like... She was um, doing a wine commercial, but then it was like her first acting gig in a while and she got scared. I put this on my story. So then she goes back and she's in her trailer and she's wasted. And Eugene Levy comes in and like tries to talk her out of it. And she's so drunk. She turns out, she's like, hmm. She's like, I can't feel my tongue. But I know that it's there because I'm talking. <laughs> it's so funny. No, she's really one of the funniest people I've I, ever seen. Yeah, and I'm like upset that I've been missing out on it. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen Best in Show, which is like Christopher. It's a really, really funny mockumentary. And I didn't even know. Apparently, she's in that. I don't remember her oh, being in it. She does a lot. We just didn't know about it. Yeah. I was so against watching that show, too. Me because too. my parents wanted me to watch it so bad yeah. that I was like, you guys are watching it so i don't really want to be a part yeah. of this yeah and then i watched it i was like wow yeah and my old roommate that i like didn't care for would watch it and i was like oh well it must not be good oh so like but everybody or maybe like, it was my roommate that i someone in my old apartment would watch it on netflix i thought I, you were gonna be oh no actually i didn't hate that roommate oh no i did but i it, it was my netflix on the thing and i it would always show up as like continue watching and i always assumed it was the one i didn't like because i assumed shit's creek was oh. like just not a good show and shit Creek just doesn't sound like it's gonna be good. It doesn't sound appealing, but it's it's so fucking funny. It's, so if you're listening, watch Shit's Creek. Watch Shit's Creek. The other thing is, I always have an anecdote about me and John and sleep. Oh god. So I've got a new one for you. So last night, um we John had his weekly show and then we came back here and like he's this is his first week off from the movie and like everything has been so busy in his life. 
that he's just been like staying up super late, sleeping late, like literally bumming out because he has nothing to do. Yeah. And then work is going to start again soon. <clears throat> so last night I had, I like felt, we started watching Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I almost said we started watching Peter Parker and then I realized it's Spider-Man. We started watching Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. and I Oh, fell the old Spider-Man. The old Spider-Man, the good one. The, good, the best Spider-Man. And I, I fell asleep on his lap and then I go up to bed. He was like, sweetie, go upstairs, go to sleep. And I was like, come with me. He's like, no, I'm like not. He like woke up at four. So he's like not tired. Oh, jeez. So then, so he like stayed down here. I went up and I went to sleep and I was so tired. I've been so tired all week. <laughs> So I go upstairs and I fall asleep. And then I woke up. I always wake up when I hear that one creak on the ladder when he's coming up. Even though I'm the heaviest sleeper, I always hear that creak. And I wake up and he he's coming up. My vibe is coming upstairs. My vibe is coming up. <laughs> so then <clears throat> he comes up and I I like fall back asleep but then he's like still watching videos on his phone and it's so late and i wake up and i like look over he doesn't know that i've woken up i just my eyes opened and i look to see what he's doing and i start like watching along with him but he doesn't know that i'm watching and then i guess i was so half asleep like i was just so still kind of sleeping that all of a sudden i let out a loud fart oh no <laughs> have you ever done that before y yeah in front of him no not in front of him okay i that's did what it I mean. in front of a guy that i used to sleep with and i i I farted and it no. woke me up. Like it was like I, I did that. I, I did that. From it and I know he woke up because he jolted awake, and we never saw each other again. And I'm so convinced oh, that no. that had something to do with it. Also, that honestly, was, it might. He was 34, and then had that night he found out that I was 21 because at the time I was 21. Um, and so I think he was like turned off by how young I was, but I also, Ooh, should I really get into it? Get I tell into you something it. really embarrassing. This is so vile. Farts are always embarrassing. No, this is way worse, oh, but God. I hope you'll you shit your pants. <laughs> no. Okay. I had bacterial vaginosis at the time. I can relate already. <laughs> when he was eating me out, um, you were fucked up. What if he got bacterial vaginosis no, of the mouth? I, someone else told me they've done this before, too. I was, like, scratching. I did this. <laughs> this is so vile. And I hope he never hears this. But I was absolutely, like, humping his face to scratch my vagina. Because I was so... <laughs> I've literally done that before with a yeast infection. <laughs> because How fucked like, up can we be, though? I know, I know. And, like, I knew it, too. They're and, like, it's, like, in my oh. head, I'm, like, they're men. They deserve it. Well, yeah, and, like, he had a real, like, his beard was just coming in. So and the, it was incel, <laughs> the incel that I came to the city for, I had a really, really bad yeast infection for. And I, oh, like, and let him eat me out oh, and, like, no. just itched my vagina on it. And the worst was mm. that I was in that in-between phase with waxing. And so, like, it was, like, right before the hairs are about to poke through the skin. Oh. And so it was so uber itchy. It just wasn't good. And he, I mean, you would think they would know, though. They you have to see well, something. Okay. But so they still keep going because they I, want to see No, they don't have to see so something. Bad. I think they, they either go, I taste yeast or she's got a smell of pussy. Sour puss. Sour puss. Well, yeah. Well, mine wasn't yeast infection. It was bacterial vaginosis, which isn't like nothing produced. It's just super <laughs> itchy and like, like. I don't know. It was a thing. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend told me because my ex-boyfriend that we recently just kind of like we talked a little bit and we like had sex a little bit. And he told me that when we first broke up, he was so scared about his dick because he had the worst like yeast infection on his dick. And he was like, I thought it was so mean of you to leave me with that. Like you left our relationship and you gave me the worst yeast infection. Wait, who was so this? I, not only <laughs> I can't say it. Oh, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was like, but like, I, I didn't know if like you cheated on me or something, but like, not oh. only did I have to like get over you, I had to deal with like my dick having red blotches of yeast all over it. Oh my God. And then I had kind of jumped cause I'm a serial dater and I had jumped into a new relationship and right away I had given the new guy. Yeast. A, a yeast. So I gave both of them. They were both suffering with a horrible yeast infection. You know what's really cool, though? And his dick turned purple. <laughs> because of the medicine? The gentian violet. <laughs> yeah. my. It, it, I think that's really cool because 
for some reason, my fucked up internally misogynistic brain feels like if they'll stay with you after you gave them a yeast infection, you don't, you could do anything you want because they're not going to leave. Yeah. I mean, like if I, I feel like even though I've been dating John as long as I've been dating him, I feel like still if I gave him some kind of something, I'd feel humiliated, embarrassed and would be like, I get it if you want to leave me. (laughs) I was like pretty intensely talking to this guy and we had sex and every time we'd have sex, it was through his jeans. And then like, yeah, I'm going to keep telling you. You'll remember. You'll remember. Yeah. And so then for three months, I like we were talking and then I was like, this is kind of weird now. Like, take your fucking pants off. And so then he wouldn't. And then like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, and this so guy. Then, so then, ooh, the camera stopped. So, um, there we go. So then I was like, okay, there has to be something up. Like, why aren't you taking off your jeans? Like when we're having sex. And then he was like, there's something I really have to tell you. Like I, and I was like, oh Jesus. I was like, wait, I so he, he would do it like through the zipper. Yeah. That's weird. Or like through whatever pants he was wearing, just through the hole. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And we were always wearing, like, I don't know. I just, I got really nervous. And then he was like, I have ball cysts. It's hereditary. And I was like, oh, oh, I thought you were going to say something like you're like schizophrenic or something. Like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, don't worry about it. And so then we hung out one time and... Me, I'm gross. Like I love to pop pimples. I like, you know. Oh, so I no, didn't I didn't no, I didn't do that. But no. then he shows me and I was like, Oh my God, that's not bad at all. It was it was like everywhere. It was oh, like the chicken like pox, but balls? just it was like the chicken pox, but it was cysts, and they were like just small little cysts everywhere. And then I made up this story like a day later and I was like, Listen, I really have to focus on school. I, oh, and he knew it was because of his cystic no, balls. but I couldn't stay one more day with it. Because, no. And I hated to be that, like, judging him because I've had issues, you know. I've had bad yeast infections, but that is something that you can't get rid of. Well, also, it's like if you don't really like the person. And I can't be attracted. Did you really like him? I mean, probably. I was, like, 16. Oh, then who cares? Or 17 or something. Yeah, it would be different if, like, you and this guy, like, really were seeing each other and then you no, left him because of it. But, I, like, if it was just a thing like that. I mean, I... I don't think that I could have ever, and this is really mean to me, but I don't think I could have ever looked past that. No I matter mean, how much I liked the guy. Yeah, that's that's hard. It's really mean of me to say, though, because if I had something, I would want someone to accept me for it. I but think it I depends just, on when you find out about it. I mean, but yeah. he was going to hold off for as long as he could. The fact that he had to, maybe oh, if he had so owned sad. it and just took the pants off. Yeah, I think the fact I think it definitely contributes when the person who has it is so embarrassed by oh it. Oh god though, if he had just took the pants off and then I saw <laughs> yeah. balls. Yeah, that would have been really scary. Oh, it's so mean. But I I mean, kudos to me for being that young and making up an excuse because if I were just like, listen, I can't deal with your ball cysts. Well, I don't think anybody in the right me, mind would say that. I know, but honesty for me is always like the best policy. And yeah. like, I feel like, but sometimes it is too much. And in this too, situation, it was good that you lied about. School. Yeah. I'm really happy. I did. He's cute. Yeah. He's really nice. Really sweet guy. He was way too old. For I him. hope someone, how he's old is he? He's married now. I okay, think. good. I, was I think say, he's I married. Hope. He unfollowed my ass like right away. <laughs> yeah. He's like, she didn't want my ball sis. I don't want to follow her. I'll someone who will. Yeah. And he did. He did. Um, married with ball cysts. Married with bosses, and hey, some people have no bosses and never get married. You know what? I had a constant yeast infection for about a year. Yeah, uh, it's surprising that someone wanted to deal with that for a year. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Remember, Faye. That's like awesome. Yeah, I remember You're that. Great. I'm. That's how that great you are. Great. I'll never forget. Ugh, we're gonna talk. I'm sorry, Pete. I'm really sorry. Um, but I had chlamydia from my ex-boyfriend we'd like had sex for the first time and then i was like i was like i'm i i thought it was a yeast infection because i'm just prone to getting them oh and I so i was doing like the typical natural ayurvedic things that i usually do like putting garlic on a piece of dental floss in my vagina i tried to do like a little bit of yogurt and like put a yogurt tampon 
that's like what those are the i'm so sorry p this is so disgusting (laughs) and so then i like had monostat like every single thing you could imagine was sitting on my vagina and i was like and then i just got i did tea tree oil it was everything so then it just blew out of proportion because it wasn't a fucking yeast infection it was chlamydia it was it was chlamydia and so i go to the i have to be rushed to the emergency room it's the day (laughs) it's the day of my sister's bachelorette party oh my god i remember this and my sister's like where are you i'm like i'm in the hospital and so then i guess what you do you push yourself i I, until the last possible exactly and so then i get in the hospital and there's the hottest like student doctor and the doctor was like we're we're gonna bring the student doctor in the room and so i have like legit like yogurt garlic and monostat (laughs) and everything you can imagine coming out of my vagina and they're like they they put me in that little dress i open up and you could just see his face like he tried not to make a look and i was like (laughs) oh no it's like you're his first patient yeah and then i remember Vagina. I remember my mom was crying because they had to put these prongs up my vagina all the way to my oh, come on. cervix. Come on, don't and scrape are... out. No, Sophia, this isn't nice to do to listeners. You can't do this. Not everyone. I'm gonna fucking faint. Okay. Don't keep talking about it like that. I had to go through that. I don't care. It's one the... thing. I think it's easier to go through it than to hear about it. Oh my god! I think I sent you a picture and you were so upset. <laughs> I was. You sent me a picture of your inflamed clit. I thought you wanted to see. <laughs> I see vaginas all day, so I forget that. No, people, I'm not like, afraid of a vagina. I'm faced... afraid of a bubble clit. <laughs> It was literally it was like a portobello mushroom. It looked like a boil. Oh it was oh my god. It was a ball. It was cyst. a red ball cyst. That was your karma. I got the ball cyst. Yeah, <laughs> you got one big ball cyst. No, my karma was the hot doctor having to see this girl's like <laughs> mutilated vagina. Oh my god. I was like, I put yogurt on it, and then they made me feel weird. I was like. You know, the, the doctor. I would make. I would feel no, pretty they made, weird. They were like, you don't put yogurt on a yeast infection. And I was like, my doctor told me to. And they were like, who's your doctor? And he is like the lead OBGYN at Summit Medical Group. I was like, that doctor. And they were like, oh, we've never heard of that. I was like, no, that's a yeast infection thing that you guys just don't know about. Yogurt tampon. Yogurt tampon or garlic on a dental floss. Yeah. It's, it's when it's not that bad. Yeah, it really works. Yeah. But don't do it for chlamydia. You. I'm not even going to tell you how you know if you have chlamydia. Yeah, I would rather not talk about it. I could just talk about it for I hours. I know you could. I think I'm going to go to school to be an OBGYN because nothing fizzes me anymore. I can't with you. <laughs> Why? I think you'd be way better at being a psychologist and you'd then enjoy an that more. Yeah. Part of being an OBGYN is probably being a little bit of a psychologist too i guess so because you see how easy remember how like safe i felt in my gyno appointment when you came i just there? love being in a doctor's office you do love the doctor i thrive in a doctor's office yeah. and i like i've been i went to i texted you and i was like there is nothing i love more than hopping around from each pavilion at summit medical group and yeah, just going in and getting, like just talking to people like I love getting it all there. your checkups. The vibe in the doctor's office is amazing. I avoid the doctor's office at all costs. Really? Yeah, I just like really don't like going. It just feels so like you can always bring me with you. And I know, make and it you'll a fun want experience. <laughs> yeah, you have and come with me to so many doctors. I moments. ask the doctor all the questions that need to be asked. Yeah, and I don't ask anything. You have to ask questions. I just like get nervous and I want to get out of there. I fucking love the doctor and then if you become if you befriend the doctors you can get doctor's notes for things in your work life <laughs> oh that's smart but i'm my work life is not a doctor's note type of work life well yeah everything's a doctor's note type of work life you might need a doctor's you still note need for, doctor's notes at our age well you have if you have a real job and you want sick days i don't have a, i'm not i'm not an employee i'm freelance so i don't really, oh you're not really you don't like clocking but you don't get paid under the table no no but i'm i'm not like their employee i think it's like you have to work 30 hours a week to get one or 30 hours no but i don't work for them I'm, oh. I don't have. I don't work for them. Yeah, I'm I don't f- know I'm, your situation then. Yeah, but I wouldn't need a doctor's note. I'd just be like, you hey, don't I can't need come one, in. But it's respectful to have a doctor's note and be like, this is why I didn't come in. No, I would tell them I can't come in. I have to go to the doctor. And they'd be like, well, we believe you. You know what? It's helped me a lot. Probably because you do it so much that you have to prove it. I do have to prove <laughs> it. I do it a lot. I, I do never it a do lot. it. Actually, the one time I had a doctor appointment, I asked them if they wanted me to cancel it so I could come into work. <laughs> Wait, so I was like, you're right. You know what? I shouldn't. I should be going, coming here, not going to the gyno. I and would. that was that gyno appointment yeah, you came with me to. You can never cancel your doctor's appointment. So I'm reading this book. Oh God, 
No, a this book is fun. Story. I'm reading a book um, called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell, The Outliers, right, right, right. author you of The Outliers. I hope it's a different story. It's a different story. Okay. Um, yeah, not the war one. I didn't one. understand that book. I know. The CIA war one is different. I'm reading, There's this chapter was so interesting. He talked about blackouts and like oh. the Brock Turner rape case. Oh, he was a, a swimmer or a, an athlete, Yeah, right? and yeah. he raped a girl at Stanford. Yeah. And so he started, and Malcolm Gladwell was like, I think we need to really look into how alcohol affects a lot of our like what really happens when you're drunk and what's happening to your brain and he was like he basically was arguing because like i shouldn't say any of this is true this is his whole book is a thesis of like he's trying to prove a point he's arguing that when you drink and he has plenty of evidence to back it up when you drink alcohol and like you get drunk i think culturally we all live by the idea that like when you do something with when you're drunk that's really your real self without any inhibitions acting the way like not blackout necessarily but like when you have a couple of drinks and you say something that was too much it's it probably gives you the confidence to do what you're really thinking what you're really thinking yeah. how you really feel so we live by this narrative that like when you get drunk you're unveiling your true self mm-hmm. but he was saying that like that's not what really happens and he explains like through a lot of proof of like experiments and studies and everything that what's really happening is your brain like you are becoming more short-sighted in terms of how you're ingesting what's going on around you Mm -hmm. so like what makes a person a person is every decision you make your brain is calculating the immediate consequences tomorrow's consequences what this means for your whole life like you make decisions based on how it's going to affect your whole life Mm -hmm. so like if you want to talk to someone about something when you're so you think about like when the right time to bring it up will be because like right. I know what this is going to mean later but when you're drunk you can only like it's like if this is if your vision is extends from ear to ear yeah. like it's that when you're drunk it goes to like just between your two eyes right. like, all care goes off, out the window you don't care what the repercussions in the long term are it's not that are. you don't care what they are you literally you are not know. thinking about them yeah. so if you do bring something up to somebody when you're drunk the sober you would go like, okay, maybe that is something I want to bring up, but I'm smart. I, I, I have perspective enough to one, know how to deal with it. And two, like know when the right time, like you consider everything else. Right. So he was arguing that a lot of times when we're drunk, we're not revealing our true selves. We're acting like children who don't know what consequences are. And we're letting the unfiltered id of our psyche act and like there's no adult like rounded person to like guard us from that think about how many people live by their drunk words mean sober thoughts and have made decisions based on that and then come to find out that that's true i know and i feel like sometimes i've had moments where like with you or with other people or with john where like i reflect on something i said and i'm like oh my god i can't believe i said that and it's like yeah, it feels gross because we do live in a culture that tells you drunk thought, drunk, yeah. drunk words are sober thoughts. But it's like, no, like maybe you are thinking a version of that or you're feeling a level of that. But yeah. like the reason why you did that was because when you're drunk, you literally don't have enough brain power to process what, what this even will mean 10 minutes from now. Yeah. So you're acting like with such such you're you're so nearsighted yeah does that make sense I mean, it makes total sense and, and does it's that so make interesting. you feel a little bit better it makes me feel a little bit better and it makes sense because i become i definitely get dumbed down and of course i get more confident but it isn't like confidence it's just like you're not worrying about the repercussions of anything right like your social anxiety and also he was and saying i start i do this thing where i lie when i'm drunk oh i always oh my lie god i was drunk. texting i went on a date last week it was amazing i only had two drinks thank god wow. but we've been texting since uh, doctor okay he's in med school yeah, I forgot but we've been texting and I, I reread the text and i got super drunk with austin and i said yeah i'm going to italy in in uh, march <laughs> to visit my cousins that's Whoa. that's actually the fakest that's not true yeah i like completely lie yeah and i was like i what is that what does that mean that's I do not that drunk too. words or sober thoughts that's actually a blatant lie I do that all the time. You don't have to feel bad. 
I purely lie a lot to people I love sometimes too when I'm yeah. drunk, like for fun. Yeah, and I was like, I'll I, make some shit up just for entertainment. I was like, they uh, prom weekend. I lied about a, a couple of people I had sex with. Like I, <laughs> I started a rumor that. Do you remember that rumor I started about well, you, myself? You also sober lied about getting getting um hypnotized in high school. Oh yeah, well that was all for attention. We all do, yeah, we all do that. But that was I didn't like make it. Everyone was that I had. It was no, a no, no. It was a performance. But acting. prom weekend, I told everyone that I had sex with this one guy <laughs> and I like told everyone about it when I was wasted. And then we were driving home and then they were like, Emily, I can't believe you had sex with him. And then I was like, yeah, me too. And then I was like, oh fuck, I'm like so deep. Like, when do I tell them? And then I remember telling them like, wait, no guys, I didn't have sex with him. Oh, and then and I got Asha, so much backlash for it. Asha was like, Emily, what? You just lied. And I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, and she was like, "Emily, that's like really scary." And I was like, "Fuck you! Don't make me feel scary about my own lie. I, you're making me scared of myself." And like, they've never done it before. They have. She Dr- has. Asha has it. Okay, drinking. Asha's like the most pure. But like, no, I mean in the sense of lying, not like fucking someone. No, and- Asha has like never lied when she's drunk. I don't think unless really? it's yeah. No, oh. I think it takes a little. Pete, do you lie when you're drunk? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but like, do you make up extravagant stories? No. My story. I'm that I can't. Yeah. You I know, you won't be able to hold it. You, because you could probably think about, I think we're so sick in the head that we go, this is fun. But even without thinking this is fun, we just do it. I know. I, I lied about my identity when I was in Italy, when I was drunk, I made up a whole, and I did an accent oh. for real, went on a date sober with a guy acting like I was this woman, Sophia. Oh my God. Like I told people my name was Alaska and that I was a singer songwriter. I've also said I was Lady Gaga. Like I literally, I do it all the time. I lie yeah. when I'm drunk. But the other thing that he had said about this, so it's called myopia. You could look it up. M Y O P I A myopia. The idea that when you're drunk, you're just becoming short-sighted. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying that a lot of times also it's your environment when you're drunk that influences how you feel because you're, you are so short-sighted that you can really only take in what's going on around you. That's why it's, I feel like it's so understandable when people are drunk and then like some, like you're like, when you know when you're trying to get in touch with a friend who's drunk and you're trying to go where they are and yeah. they're so hard to get a hold of yeah. cuz they like literally their brain is just in that place yeah. so like drunk texts and phone texts never make sense cuz it's like <laughs> you can't be two places at once yeah so he was saying that like your environment affects you so like if you are feeling sad and then you go out to like a sports game with a bunch of your friends i don't know why i pick a sports game i was thinking of like high school just a sports game if you go to like a football game with like a bunch of friends and you were feeling sad that day and then you have a few drinks you're probably gonna forget about what you were feeling sad about because you're with a bunch of people there's too much to focus on that you can't be sad you're but if that same day you go to a bar by yourself and drink you're gonna feel awful yeah because you were already in a bad mood and your environment is not distracting enough you're really living in the moment though that you really are living in the moment but you're not even capable of like remembering anything yeah and then and then going off of that forward oh my god that was so college class of me piggybacking off of that comment so (laughs) (laughs) also he did this test they did an experiment where they went to a bar um and found like sober people and drunk people and like they studied the number of drink they asked all the people who were at the bar drinking um oh john's calling hello (laughs) hi sweetie (laughs) we're recording Sweetie. Why, what's up? Do you want to go to Alice Yeah. When we're done. We're, we're, we'll be done in a little while. Oh. Time okay, uh, sorry, I'm in the middle of recording, but I'll call you later. I love you. I can't, this Sweetie. is, I have, I have my opioid right now. I can't pay attention to that. Sweetie. So, um, anyway. So they did this test, of piggybacking off of that. So they did this test where the, people had a bunch of drinks and he would ask the people, you like a hypothetical situation that he'd give them a hypothetical and be like, if you met someone at this bar tonight and you went home with them to go like sleep with them and then you get there and you find out that they don't have a condom, would you have sex with them? And the amount of drinks you had showed that you were more likely to have sex with them and then sober people were more likely to not have sex with them. Oh yeah. But then here's what's really interesting. Then he went in and to like ended the experiment again and stamped everybody 
or stamped the drunk people on, with a stamp on their hands that just said AIDS kills. And just so they had a stamp on their hand, like a reminder that like AIDS exists. Oh. And then did the same test of saying, you meet a stranger, you go home, you find it, they don't have a condom. The drunk people, almost none of them said they'd have sex because with them. Because they could see in that moment that yes. AIDS kills. But the sober people were more likely to have sex. Whoa. Does that make it all make sense it now? It really does make how it all make sense. How your little immediate environment influences how you act, behave. Oh my gosh. So how crazy is that? Is that is really crazy. I wasn't expecting to be interested in the book that I couldn't even understand, but you explain it so well. Well, it's, it's real. I always read it on my way to work and then I get to work and I'm like pissed that I have to put it down. Cause and it's like so interesting. interesting with where I'm at, like with not drinking. And yeah. Like, I'm like, well, I think it also, well, just should makes, I just keep like when I drink, have a notepad of things? I know. Yeah. I was like, here's everything you shouldn't do. Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel better because I feel like, uh, especially in America, there is this narrative that like drinking like put, breaks down your walls and allows you to be like a better, more real version of yourself. But it's like, no, you just become like a more like your body rules over your brain. Like you, you don't have any, your real personhood is not present. Right. If anything, you don't, be, you're less yourself because you don't have any of your judgment you have when you're sober. Wow, that makes me feel so much better. Me too. Because I there's, there's so like many, relieved. there's so many things that like, I, I always feel like, I'm like, well, how come when I drink, I just get so confident and I feel this way? And it's like, no, that's not even the truth. You're ju- you really are just dumbed down. Yeah. That's that's it, isn't that interesting? You should just read that chapter. I will read just that chapter. It's like, and then the next, I'll I could go on about the the other one. Same book that I read the beginning of. Yeah, it gets better. It's taking me forever to read it because it's so academic. It's a real long one. Yeah. I know this was so long ago, but I farted in my sleep (laughs) (laughs) with John, and it was like a clap, like you know, like a gunshot fart. (laughs) It's like a bullet. Like a. No, not even like a, like a clap, like clap right now. Like that. That was my fart. Oh my God. That was my fart. So like, you know, like a quick gunshot, yeah. it like just, it just got out and I like, like immediately knew I did. And I saw him like look over and I was so embarrassed. And then I just like went back to sleep deciding like, I'm not going to let him know that I was here for that too. So I went back to sleep because I don't fart in front of John. And then I write him notes every morning. And on the note this morning, I wrote in the note, I was like, good morning, baby. Have a great day. A hundred percent positive that I was awake last night when I farted and I <laughs> chose to pretend that I wasn't awake. And then he, Did texted, he know? Well, so then he texted me when he woke up and he was like, ha ha ha. He was like, baby, you fart every night in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i do too though because that's what that's what my ex used to tell me he used to the, say <laughs> i would wake up in the morning and he was like he was like is your stomach all right and i'm like what do you mean and he's like are you all right do you feel okay he's like because you stank up the oh, room no. with a fart bomb <laughs> And I'm like, that's because I'm so worried about it all day. When I'm holding it in for so long, and it I just let it out. I will. My subconscious lets out all my farts. Oh my god, truly, because I'm so nervous all day that it's gonna slip out. And then I'll be in. We'll be in a room like watching a movie, and I'll get up and go to the other room, bend over, spread my butt cheeks, so it just comes out as like. Being in a relationship, did you? You didn't hear what I just fucking said. Do it again. Do it again. Spread your buck cheeks. We will be in the same room hanging out, and I'll be like, one sec. And I get up and I go into the other room and spread my cheeks so that it just comes out as like. I've definitely farted in a towel in my my parents' bathroom. Or no, I went. He was sitting on the couch, and then I went in the bathroom. It's right near the couch, and I farted in the towel. Wait, what does that do? (laughs) It just like buffer buffs out the sound. (laughs) No, you offers out the sound. Wasn't it you who taught me like spread your cheeks? Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. No because noise. it is like the like reverberations of your ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like what a fart is. Yeah, it's that's your what a fart is. So I will spread my ass, and then it just comes out as like a like a like what's that snake language that Voldemort uses? <laughs> Slytherin. No, what's the, Do you know the name of the snake language? Like Harry speaks, um, like Sathasasa. Oh my god! It's called something. It's going to kill me. I know. We don't know what it is. Pete's looking it up. He speaks... Parcel tongue. Parcel oh, tongue. It's the language that. that, like, you know, in the Chamber of Secrets when he talks to the world, like... So when I spread my cheeks, my ass is speaking parcel oh tongue. If I ever hear you do that, I'm going to say Lord Voldemort's here. Oh, my God. That's what it sounds like. It's just like... Oh. 
Oh my god, escaping. that's so scary. It's not scary. Well, you never eat, taught me never to do that. Eat, no, just the like it just being in a relationship <laughs> and having to constantly hold in your farts is just like that's well, such a sad and thing to Also, me. my intestines are fucked up because if John is here, I like won't have to poop. I like won't get the urge even though I'll be backed up for days. Well, my ex was my body so obsessed won't with me. ass stuff. So, so is John. Obs- so obsessed with ass stuff like you know everything rim jobs anal and like i only gave him anal twice but like it made me so self-conscious about my ass all the time like i was always looking looking in the mirror spreading my butt cheeks i was sticking like (laughs) like q-tips up my butt to try and clean it Ew, that sounds like it like would that like makes my throat hurt but it's just like it gets it gets nerve-wracking so i was always holding in a poop or a fart like if i was if i was with him if i slept over his house for two nights it was just like my stomach was all fucked up so i had always holding stink bombs go during the night (laughs) (laughs) stink bombs in the night (laughs) that is so funny i remember when i first started sleeping over his house um i was like i woke up at four in the morning and had to fart so bad and i just like i had to poop or let's let things go oh i've gotten up in the middle of the night to go poop i left his house <laughs> i actually left i left his house and he was like what's wrong because we had just like kind of started talking and he was like i thought i touched you in a bad way or something and i was like I, I don't feel good and he was he like thought i was never gonna talk to him again and i t- told him later in in our relationship i was like i just had to poop <laughs> <laughs> Like, I could not stay here if I had to poop. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's so It was funny. like five in the I morning. I would have been so scared too. Like, what did I do I was to you? so scared. There have been times when I've like run out of a room with John like to go shit. And he's like, Em? Em? And he, like, he's like, are you okay? Because he thinks I'm like crying in the bathroom. It's like, it's like, no, I'm just shitting. You're like, don't come in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. the most serious thing that's yeah. ever happened. Do not come near the bathroom. Do not. It's so embarrassing. I will leave, with, I will leave this episode with one another vile thing it's not that vile it's just like it's very intimate for me to say this the first time i ever saw my ass really was with john because like i never did ass stuff with anybody else yeah and i remember freshman year of college i got my first butt wax and um because john wanted to eat my ass i never had my ass eaten and so um i hope this is like okay that i'm saying whatever it's just like it's just stuff. stuff. <laughs> so he like filmed it because we wanted to like watch it because it's like hot. And so were you scarred for life? Well, no. So I it, it was like my ass in his face, and that was how I found out that I have a tiny little freckle <laughs> in right by my asshole. But when I first saw that video, I was like, oh my god, I had a dingleberry. <laughs> I was like, he's so nice for not bringing it up, but like, oh my how embarrassing! Because it looked like it was like a shit black. So really, but it was a it was a little mole, so and that, it's still there. So I still that have it. Actually, happened to me because my ex used <laughs> oh, to no. want me to. It wasn't me though. He used to want oh, me no. to like eat his butt out, and I was about to for the first time, and I'm looking at it and like inspecting it because I'm just like, am I gonna do this? And I just see like this wood chip like peeking <laughs> its way out. <laughs> And I was no. so I'm so scared. sorry, Pete. And I literally had to, I was like, oh, I think you <laughs> need to clean up. And he like went to, he was so embarrassed, went to the bathroom. He literally was like, no. And he was like mad. <laughs> he was so mad. He's like, no, I'm going home. And I was like, it's okay. Like, what it's did, fine. No, that's humiliating. He was so, I was like, it's fine. And I was like cracking up. And he was like, no, you're never going to do it. And I like didn't because yeah. it was like, obviously you needed to shit. Yeah. And you were going to let me do that. <laughs> Fuck. It's like an animal level of embarrassment of like when an, like an animal doesn't want you to look at them in the eyes when they're shitting like and then if someone sees shit on your ass when they're about to go in and eat it Ew. when you're vulnerable and being like go ahead and eat my ass and then they see shit that's so humiliating. Well, that relationship was never going to work out because shit or not I don't want to look into your ass your ass eyes and like eat you out. I just don't like that. Yeah. Ugh. Do you like eating ass? Yeah, I eat John's ass. Well, I mean, do you like it though? I really do. It's the lesbian inside me. That's not a lesbian. Because it's like a bussy. It's. (laughs) (laughs) That is so raunchy and gross to hear. (laughs) It's like a little bussy. A bussy. Yeah. I don't know. I really feel like I let a lot on the table this episode. I Um, did too. I really opened up about the inner 
Gufanti um, listeners, you really know a lot about us. I know, and then sometimes I'm, really, I'm worried that like, ugh, my mom is gonna. Oh like, well, my dad told me that he had. To, my dad and my mom were like, we tried to listen, but then we heard you say you wanted a dick down, so we stopped. <laughs> I was like, I'm. I don't mean it. I was like, we have writers for this show. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Can like, you yeah, imagine yeah, Gufanti writers? Pete the sound guy actually writes it. There's actually a writers room for Gufanti. <laughs> for Gufanti. Yeah, <laughs> they're writing right now. Um, but I'm really glad that I did tell um, my the the guy that I'm talking to from Tinder right now. I didn't tell him my last name or our podcast or anything. And I'm like, this I was going to say, you should um, probably not tell people because they'll I'm start not, listening. I'm never going to tell them. You mm. shouldn't tell them. I think it's so much better. I'm like, I don't know your last name. Gufanti must be over. Battery pack's dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to tell them. Your lips look great. Nipple cream looks great. Thank did you. Did you learn anything this episode? Um... I learned what a bussy was. Yeah. It's a butt pussy. <laughs> a butt pussy. Yeah, a bussy. Could you have butt babies out of your butt pussy? No. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what poop is. All right. Um, what did you learn, Em? I learned that... I learned the Malcolm Gladwell shit about... Yeah, that was cool, right? Like, alcohol. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I know. Really, I guess I relearned I'm gonna, that. I'm actually going to have you like say that to me over and over again so i could really get that in my head i want to like know how to explain it back to you yeah because yeah because you should tell people about it i want to tell people about it yes okay thank you for listening to gufanti burnett's thank you for listening to gufanti burnett's um have a great day (laughs) have a great evening middle of the day (laughs) 